Okay, check. One, two. Testing. One, two. So we do want to get into the red line? No, we don't. (coughs) (coughs) Cool. Oh my gosh, you're fired. Welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin Vandeven. I'm a millennial and mother trying to build the place in the world that's made for me while fighting burnout, living intentionally, and embracing gratitude, even when I'm grumpy. Here on Medium Lady Talks, we visit the topics and practical tips that will help you maximize self-discovery and minimize self-judgment so you can finally get momentum building the life you know is possible in this post-pandemic world. On this podcast, you can expect we'll get deep while having fun, and whether you're burnt out like a dog in a dumpster fire or celebrating your best life daily, you'll find the conversations, prompts, and tools I know will be helpful on your own personal healing journey. So stay tuned for my deep dive solo shows and interview episodes with dear friends and expert guests. Together, we'll make sure you have what you need to build the place in the world that's made for you. I'm so glad you're here. So let's jump in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks. I'm your host, Erin, and this is episode 86. We are going to be talking all about kids and sports, and I am not a great authority on kids and sports, so I have brought a special guest, expert dad, my husband, your favorite handsome face, Nick Sobel. Nice to be back. Nice to be back. Do you know how many episodes it's been since you were here on the show? I knew we were going on the 10s, and I know my math is right that 86 is not on the 10s. (laughs) Not on the 10s, no. I'm sorry about that. That's okay, but I know it's been a while. I'm happy to be back. It has been a long time. You were you were here for episode 60. Okay. All and, right. I thought maybe it was worse. Oh, okay. <laughs> worse? Well, like longer ago. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was long ago, though, because episode 26 is about making decisions with your spouse. And we were really proud of what decision that we made, which was to get a new dog. So we decided to come on the podcast. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. So that was a long time ago. We decided to come on the podcast and talk about how great we were at making decisions together. Do you want to circle back on that content? Well, I mean, what's done is done at this point. Um, You know, Hulk is here. We love him. He's infuriating. He is infuriating. He moved swiftly from puppy days into his teenagehood. Yeah, but it's not like the puppy days were easy. No, I guess that's true. But he was smaller. Yeah, he's pretty big. He's pretty big now, and he's pretty destructive at times. But we're figuring it out. He loves to have us all home all at the same time. Oh, then he's great. He's perfect if everybody's home all the time. But naturally, as a family of five, as we're even going to discuss through this episode, we just cannot be home all the time. No. No. No, it would be great. I would be great. You would you would prefer to be home all I'm the time. I'm hoping for that Jay's 50-50 one. was really <laughs> counting on that. It did not happen. Maybe next time. So I'm still going to work. <laughs> I think you need to think about a bigger pot than the Jays 50 No, that was $5 million. Was it? It was. No. For the season? No, for like September. Wow. All right, folks. You heard it here first. Your odds in the 50-50 draw are... Terrible because I didn't win. <laughs> Terrible. Too many people kept buying tickets. I didn't need $5 million. I needed like, I don't know four. <laughs> so the extra million dollars was just people running up and ruining my odds. 
jerks. Well, I'm sure there's nice people in there, too. <laughs> Did somebody win? Do you know who won? Somebody Probably some won. nice old lady who bought 50-50 tickets. Well, I hope it wasn't some nice old lady. Oh, why? Well, they're nice old lady. They don't need the money in the same way. I oh, my was... gosh. What? Well, I was someone that really needed the money. A nice old lady probably has a great family that takes care of her. Oh, my gosh. I think you're really overemphasizing the privilege of nice old ladies. They're nice old ladies. Okay. All right. Well, pivoting from one area of expertise, nice old ladies, to another, we're going to talk about the subject of kids and sports. And we're going to talk about this because we had what I perceive to be a bonkers summer playing rep baseball with our two kids, Henry is eight and William is 10. And both of them played rep baseball, which is one step above like house league. Everybody makes it. They had to try out for the team. It seemed like we would be traveling a lot to games and it just felt like so much. And I realized that we are now a sports family, but it kind of crept up on me. And I, it was not a decision that we made together in the way that we flaunted in episode 60, how good we are at making decisions together. So I thought we could talk a little bit about going from being um, not a sports family to a sports family. Sure. So what has been the the two sides of this debate between you and I? The two, well, the two sides would be, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, I would not look at it as two sides of the debate. Two points of view. You... You have been much more like, I don't know about this. This is a lot. In fact, I've, there's been many conversations where the quote of this is too much yeah. has come out. Um, like <laughs> from regular, me. From you. Like word for like, yeah, verbatim. Um, and I've been like, let's just keep going. And when I say this is too much, what is that a sign of to you? The, what is it? Well, that it's too much for <laughs> you. I mean, there's, a, there's no sign there. That's, that's pretty. I don't have to read between the lines. I mean, that's. <laughs> pretty clear-cut that you're saying it's too much. What do I usually need when I say this is too much? Attention. Oh, <laughs> oh that was not the answer? Oh, I thought <laughs> Oh, I thought that was... What? I, th- <laughs> I thought that's what do you that get, was the and answer. Do you, well, well, if we're gonna... Do you give well, me attention when I say that? Well, you see there's sports I gotta get the kids to, so it's harder <laughs> oh to give you the attention that you probably... So you perceive that when I say this is too much, that I am take that it's taking away from me and the attention that I need or want. I thought that was oh, I thought well, really. Thanks thought everyone for coming to this you episode. Set me up for that answer, it's going to be the shortest episode in the history. I just have to briefly. No, when I say this is too much, it's because. Oh my gosh. I, Without hesitation, he says attention. What you need is attention. No, when I say this is too much, what I mean is it feels like it gets, it goes from, it goes from fun to intense with nothing in between. There is like no medium when it comes to kids sports. When mm. I say this is too much, I'm like, Henry is eight. William is 10. This is too much. That's what I mean when I say that. Oh, you. Not, oh. not. I need more attention. <laughs> no, but I think, because I don't think it's too intense. Okay. I think the teams they're on, there are teams and it can get intense. I'm saying in Will and Henry's situation, their teams, while there was intensity, was never too intense. Okay. Never too intense. No, I don't think so. I mean, and, and, and listen, for me, at times, the intensity is part of the fun. As a, as a lifelong oh, okay. sports fan... 
when you're playing competitive sports, the intensity is part of the fun. Okay, so that's interesting. So let's pivot from this brief domestic, which we'll circle back back to. Um, don't think it's that easily forgotten. Gulp. Exactly. We could probably debate the benefits of sports. And I have like been... It's not that I could say I don't see a benefit in sports, but I think that I have been more reluctant and more critical of the pros, the pros list when it comes to kids in sports. So what would you say have been for our family or for any family, the benefits of having kids in competitive sports? Number one, I know for Will in particular is the, the friends, the social aspect, the finding other people that share a passion for something that you share a passion with. And, you know, Will, his, best friends are from his baseball team. Yeah. Um, I mean, Henry's just a very social person anyway, so that's just added to it. Like, you'll ask Henry, like, you know, what did you think about the game? Or he'll be like, well, I made a new friend. So it's like, <laughs> it's all good, right? Yeah. But he also, like, he does like the competition and he really does care how he does and how his team does. But I think the, the social piece for Will has been really important and for Henry. And then I think it just teaches you some core values. It teaches you how to prepare, how to like work, the practice, which isn't always as fun, but to get ready for something that matters to you, caring about your teammates. How do you, you know, how do you deal with failure individually? Mm -hmm. And then how do you help support others around you who are failing? I mean, baseball is the game of failure. So how do you, how do you grow from that? How do you stick with that? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think those are some of the things that for our boys that, that baseball and competitive sports has given them. Yeah, I would say benefits-wise, it's definitely given us a community that I didn't anticipate. And our dog is snoring, so you might hear him snoring. Um, It's given me kind of like a built-in community that I didn't anticipate of people who kind of rallied around my kid in a way that wasn't school. Like, there is something about cheering for other kids. There is something about hearing people cheer for your kid. There's something about people acknowledging and recognizing the ways that your kid contributes to the team um, and, and, and vice versa that I didn't quite appreciate as being like a benefit to us, a benefit to our family. And you're right, like the friend aspect is absolutely been really a game changer for William in particular. So then what were your and are your big reluctant pieces Mm-hmm. about sports other than the time yeah other th- oh, well other the time is the biggest one sure it's so much time when you're not playing baseball you're thinking about baseball you're planning about baseball you're managing equipment you're texting the parents about one thing or another it's just like it's became our life this summer that was probably, it felt like it was all consuming. And so like when I would say like, this is too much, it would be because it did feel like there was not much room for other things. And that was not true, but it was like, it was how it felt. Like we didn't go to the cottage as much. We didn't spend a lot of time together as a family. There was one time when we were like, we couldn't even remember the last time we'd all been in the van together. And that was in part because baseball requires us to do a lot of divide and conquer because of Beckett. Because Beckett is four, he was three through the summer, and he goes to a lot of games, but there are a lot of games that it's, like, not a good fit for him to go to. Or there's games when Henry and William are both at games at the same time, and so we're sort of managing our family around baseball, and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of headspace for other things. 
it feels like the dimension of our family is baseball. Like that is the thing that we do for fun together. Yeah, there's some truth to that. Yeah. And I think I'm more willing to sort of accept that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I resisted it for a really long time. I think I will have a better time next year, but it was a very hard summer for me because it also kind of feels like something that I didn't grow up with. I'm not used to. I don't play baseball. I don't know the game as well as you do. I don't love sports the way that you do. So it felt like I had to constantly sort of fit myself as a square peg into a round hole. And I hope that like next year, I think I will be over some of that. And this sometimes happens just by the nature of being the only girl slash woman in the house. It's like boys versus girls. And you all could talk about baseball, think about baseball, plan for baseball all the time. So maybe there is some truth to your statement about when I would say, like, this is all too much. What you felt was like, I needed attention. Maybe there maybe there was a subconscious kernel of that being that, I don't want to say my interest, but it just felt like there was like not room for anything else. And there was not room for me. But that's like a very selfish analysis of the situation. I'm only thinking about that now because you were making fun of me. <laughs> truth came out of it. That's wonderful. <laughs> But I think there are way more benefits than than drawbacks. Yeah, I mean, I agree. That, like, it's a huge time suck. Like, it's it's yeah. massive. And I've always told the boys, like, the moment you don't love this, yeah, we stop right away because the amount of like time and money it's going to save us is 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 wild. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> but they both love it. They do. Like, there's never like dragging them. We're not dragging them to games. We're not dragging them to practices. They're always up for it. They have a great time. So that, to me, is a big difference maker. If, again, if we were dragging them somewhere and having to convince them, like, hey, you know, like, you got to do this, and they were resisting it, then we pull the plug. Yeah, and that is probably, I mean, is it a benefit? It's The pro is that both of them love it. William loves it because he sees it as, like, a complete obsession. It's like a, a mm-hmm. total outlet for him. It's a physical outlet for him. It's a mental outlet for him. It's an emotional outlet for him. And he treats it like his job. Yeah. He treats, he's Super like a student, a student of the game. Yeah. For Henry, it's about physicality. It's about community. It's about, uh, Henry is like a leader in many ways. Like it's about kind of like stepping into leadership. It's about kind of like trialing the failure part. I feel like is a bigger deal for Henry managing those emotional highs and lows. Um, but they do both love it, although they love it in really different ways. Mm-hmm, true. And then you love it. Yeah. Why, yeah. Do you, why do you love it? Why do I love baseball? I mean, listen, let me go well, back. No, why do you love rep kids I, baseball? Like, these kids are 10 and under. This is not, like, major leagues. No, it's nowhere close to that. But I think watching them play house league um, was painful. <laughs> like, it's painful. Like And listen, this is what house league is for. It's for kids who are playing baseball for the first time, who are not very coordinated. And that's great. Like, everybody should play baseball. Like, fantastic. More people who are playing baseball, the better. But for our boys, they were ready and could handle more competition. Yeah. They wanted to play more and and have more competition. And so that's why rep has been a good fit for them. And listen, they both excelled on their teams because they were ready for it. So for the people who don't know, what is the difference between House League and Rep League? So House League is where you just sign up, you pay your fee, 
and you're on a team no matter what. It doesn't matter if you couldn't even, like you've never picked up a baseball or a baseball glove in your life. doesn't matter. You're playing. Rep ball is your tryouts. So, you know, we go and there are, you know, about three tryout sessions in the fall. And from that, you know, whoever many kids try out, they choose a team of maybe about 12 kids to make this travel rep team. And the games are held against? Other baseball associations. So, I, like, we're in Mississauga, so there's a couple other B- Mississauga baseball associations, but we could be playing Waterdown or Milton, Burlington, Oakville. Like, those are some of the teams. Like, you're, you're, tra- so they will come and play us. And then, of course, that's the big time thing is that we have to go travel yeah. to them. Yeah. And when you're in a house league, you just play locally. Yeah. Other, absolutely. other local teams, you're all kind of playing in the same house. Sure. Yeah. Everyone shows up. Everyone's like from the same area. Right. They just, yeah, absolutely. Put on a team and away you go. What would be, you said before, the minute you don't love it, and this is something we've kind of talked about off and on, but it really feels like it would never happen. It feels like they will love it forever. But what would be the things that, you know, we would look at or think about or talk about to know if they weren't loving it? I think if they were, well, first of all, if they were like reluctant or complaining about things, if they weren't as excited... I think, like, if the the emotions started to get out of hand, whether maybe even being super, super down in the dumps for long periods of time or just, mm. again, just sort of not caring about things. Like, even watching them on the field would probably be the biggest thing. If it looks like they just weren't taking things as seriously or distracted or not caring or frustrated or didn't want to be there, if, there was, if that showed up in any of their body language or through conversations at home, then that would be the time we would start talking about it. Yeah. Because they do play other sports. This this episode isn't just about baseball, although we'll probably speak mostly about baseball, but they also play basketball and they don't love basketball the same way that they no. love baseball. No. No, I think no, basketball is great because it's a fantastic it's sport. It's inside. It's inside in the winter. That's a big part of things. And it gives them just I've always subscribed to the idea of playing many different sports. If you want to be just a well rounded person or athlete you should play multiple sports so let's talk about that a little bit because your personal experience with sports is way different than mine you know like what do you feel where do you feel like that perspective comes from to be a well-rounded person it's really good to just like try a variety of team sports i think because it's about trying a variety of things period and so this case would be related to athleticism the more people you're involved with the different sports and and skill training and things like that just make you a better rounded athlete the more people the more coaches i think the more experiences you have make you a better rounded person it doesn't have to be in sports we're we're talking about here but i think the more things you you go and try the better understanding you have about who you are and about other people i would totally align with that like i would say my values definitely align with that idea of like discovery and experimentation and learning But I grew up with no sports, and you grew up with a lot of sports, both playing and watching and learning about. And so, like, I grew up, my dad didn't watch sports, my brothers didn't watch sports, not to gender, but to gender, I guess, the conversation. And I grew up playing, you know, playing piano and doing girl guides and, you know, swimming a little bit. But, like, certainly as I was in high school, it was like, the music drama artsy kind of like kid 
did not mix at all with the sports kids in high school. And I think definitely felt like that's something that I can't do. I don't understand. I'm not athletic. And therefore, like, that's not for me. And so it has been weirdly disorienting. And I probably overthink it all the time that our kids are doing stuff like that I never did in terms of team sports. But what was your experience like growing up with sports? Um, I mean, with sports, it was always a massive part of my life. I mean, just thinking back to growing up in, in Montreal, like, mm-hmm. like my dad and I being massive Expos fans, it was the way he and I bonded. Like there's no, and still to this day, yeah. it's how he and I bond, like over sports, there's no question about it. So that was always a really important part of my relationship with, with my dad, it still is. And then of course I did play it. I was never much of an athlete. Um, and never sort of clicked. Like I was okay, but I never, I never played on any rep teams. I didn't do any of this stuff Mm -hmm. just because I wasn't good enough. I didn't have the opportunities. I didn't have the coaching or anything else Mm -hmm. like that, but that never diminished my love of, of sports in the game and, you know, watching baseball and, you know, watching the Jays win world series. And so it was, again, just an important part of, with my dad, but then just who I was, um, it was a way to connect with other like friends, right? You talk yeah. sports, so that was always important. And then, and then, just kind of has carried through. And then, when we had kids, it was about never pushing them into things. But oh, I always knew that I was going to sign them up for baseball. Oh yeah. And then, and then see what see what happens, and if they were going to take to it or not. Yeah. So William played t ball. Henry, did Henry ever play t ball, or he got bounced by the pandemic? Uh, Henry, I never did because of, because of COVID. Because of COVID. So Henry played house league last year. Two years ago. Two years ago. Sorry. Yeah. Two years ago. And then William started rep two years ago. Yeah. And William played house for a couple leagues or just T-ball? William played T-ball and then, and then COVID hit and he didn't play anything until started playing. Until he started playing rep baseball. Yeah. So Beckett is our youngest child. (laughs) I don't know why I paused to describe Beckett. Because those are accurate facts, but. (laughs) Beckett is our adventure uh, in parenting and nothing with him is straightforward, but he seems very insistent that he play baseball just like everybody else. Yes. So what do you anticipate for Beckett? We will sign him up for T-ball. He's going to hate it. Yeah, I'm a, predictions, predictions. Drop your Beckett well, predictions. Well, no, we we have to. Oh, like if he's playing T-ball, he probably still kind of loves it. No, I think he would love it. The question I have is like, is it is it is it worth it? Because Henry never did it. Yeah. Yes. T-ball is <laughs> torture. Well, it's torture. It's like so painful to watch. <laughs> You're not really learning the game at all. No. But it, like, it's a fun thing to see your kid out there. Yeah. You know, in the kit, in the gear. Yeah, they love the gear. And so everyone, cute. You know, fights over the baseball and lots of snacks. The, yeah. So, I don't know. Are we going to sign up Beckett this year? I don't know because he would be eligible for two years of T-ball. Oh. Do I want to do two years of T-ball with him? Not really. But he kind of knows when he's four that he gets to play. Well, I didn't tell him that. But, <laughs> well, maybe I did. Maybe he'll forget. He's not going to forget. I don't know. It just it seems. So this is this is the interesting thing with the third kid is like yeah he is we cannot copy paste repeat what we did with the other two with Beckett. Even if we sign him up for T-ball, it's going to be a totally different experience because that's just that's just the lesson that Beckett is teaching us in our life as parents is that whatever you knew, threw it in the trash 
and start from scratch with Beckett. But um, do we just pivot to something else? Do we just put him in swimming or do we put him in soccer? No, soccer is just as, just as bad. I think the other thing, I'm going to pivot briefly. I don't know what we'll do with Beckett, but we'll have to wait and see. I do think, I predict he will end up in T-ball. It's probably true. The thing that is really great about baseball over other sports is the ballpark. It's really great to just sit outside and watch kids play baseball at a ballpark, which is way better than sitting outside watching kids play soccer at a soccer field. And I cannot tell you what the difference is, but there is a difference. And that is like a really great summer experience. It's like a classic summer experience. I agree. Take that world's most popular sport. Well, for young kids, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. When you're watching when you're watching pro football, you're not sitting outside at a hot soccer field. You're sitting in like a stadium. Fair enough. I'm not trying to this put is- a dig on the most popular sport in the world. Okay. Oh my gosh. I would be against signing Beckett up for soccer. That's fair. All right. I'm glad we you heard it here first. Nick Nick agrees that it is not going to be soccer. I wanted to go back to something that you said about failure and the sort of like emotional experience that the kids have had with failure through baseball. I think that's a really interesting thing that you point out because I think a lot of parents would not say, oh, I'm going to sign my kids up for sports so they'll have experience with failure. Why do you think that's your point of view? Why is that important to you? Because life is filled with failure. They're going to experience Like we all do so much failure in their lives. And I think learning how to deal with it early on is important because these are, these are small failures too, right? Like you lose a game like this. Mm -hmm. There's been many, many drives home this year where there's been tears yeah, because of frustration about the game, their perform, whatever, whatever it happened to be. And those were all good. Like I, it was failure in a sense that it's in a place where they feel safe. Yeah. They feel like they can overcome, like there's going to be the next game. Yeah. So I think it's sort of this controlled environment where they have a lot of support from their coaches, from us, Mm -hmm. from other parents, from their teammates Mm -hmm. to be supported when they fail. Mm -hmm. And it's tough to like really want something, to want to win the game, to want to get the hit, want to make the play and to screw up and feel terrible about it and Mm. feel that sense of nobody like... I'm something that I want them to have to feel that way. But at the same time, it's just, it's just life. Yeah. And sports helps them experience that. And I think a really controlled, safe setting. Something I worry about with sports sometimes is that like the highs are really high and the lows are really low. Would you agree or disagree? It's the, one of the best things about oh sports. Oh my gosh. I like <laughs> the highest of highs is like moments you remember your entire life. And the lowest of those are moments you remember your entire life. Like, I can think about various sports moments, you know, it's like professional sports moments watching on TV, and I know exactly where I was when those things happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, like those things, like those big, like, world events, people do the same thing. Yeah. Sports, too, I still have those those things. You can remember that, and that's that's a big part of the fun. I mean, you're on a podcast called Medium Lady, so... (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Sports are not medium. Medium sports is pretty... (laughs) pretty terrible it's not what you want what's a medium sport well if you're if you're if you're playing medium sports if your team is just meh like nothing really happens it's just like there if you're if you're you know your team is giving a medium effort that would be yeah that's a problem. true we don't condone medium effort in all things here on medium lady but 
where do you think we had to find common ground on this baseball thing? And like, more specifically, where, where are the compromises? And like, what are the choices that have worked for both of us? I mean, compromises are just finding the time, time. and making it work. I don't know if that's a compromise. It's no, just I think you're be. right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just had to be. I think, you know, knowing that I signed them up for it and sort of taking the lead on it, I try to do more of the driving or for longer yeah. distances. Like, those are things that I try to do. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the compromise, I don't know because, you know, we, we – Thinking about the summer, we tried to compromise on when we were going to go up to the cottage, for yeah, example. Yeah, we compromised on some family time, I think. Um, to try to make it work as best we could. Yeah. I think the main compromise is with time. Because I think that... Um, but then again, like when I think about the trade-offs that happened, especially at the end of the summer where one of our sons or another was at someone's birthday party and like having a great time with these kids on this team, or... The kids on the team who came over for William's birthday or, you know, just like the great vibe all around that it does feel like there isn't actually that much compromise. What you're doing is more of this like operational logistic constant balancing act that can be very exhausting when especially games get canceled for rain and then they pop up who knows when and it's a bit of whack-a-mole when you look at your calendar and you're like, okay, I think I can reasonably predict how this week is going to go. I can reasonably predict where I need to be and where I need to get my kids to go. And then one or two things change that and it does feel like a really fine balance a lot of the time. I think we're lucky because our home ball field is not that far from our house. But if that should ever change in the future, then I think that that would only amplify just the, the sheer sort of like who's on first not to like, you know, make a baseball pun out of it. But there were a lot of times where you and I would just be going through day by day saying like after our work day is over, who's going to be where with what kid and the dog. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's all about the divide and conquer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I guess, does that play into you thinking about Beckett doing t-ball? Yeah, it does. It, it's a whole other, I mean, thankfully there's no t-ball practice, but it's another <laughs> night. It's another night of the week yeah. that is that is taken up. Yeah. Now, as kids get older, it's easier to find rides. Yeah. I don't even, you know, like that, there's always that, like the teams are always really good for that. But mm-hmm, part mm-hmm. of it is I love to be there. I know. Um, so that's great. And, and, and. But yeah, there's there's always ways to make it work. Adding Beckett to it with T-ball, mm-hmm. that's a whole other night of the week that we mm-hmm. have to account for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's really surprised me is um, you do really love it. You do really love to be there, but you're an introvert, which we've talked about before on the show. And I'm an extrovert. And I would say that you love to go. You love to be in the mix of the like baseball community. And the thing that makes me the most nervous is like small talk with, the parents which is feels like a real like role reversal yeah i mean for me i yeah i I guess because it's so focused there's a task to be focused on with all the parents yeah we're like talking about baseball by and large it's great yeah that's easy that sounds exactly like why i get so stressed (laughs) i have to go and talk to strangers and pretend that i have knowledge about baseball that i don't have no, but you don't have to pretend. You can just go and you're Say just... I don't know anything about baseball. Yeah. You just cheered for a bunch of kids. Sometimes I cheer for the wrong kid. Yeah, that's a, that's, yeah, that's a problem. Or sometimes I think I think they made it and they're out. 
Yeah, but as long as you're like, I think nobody's going to hold it against you. Hmm. You would. We don't go to a lot of games together, but when we do, I embarrass you. I don't remember that ever being true. (laughs) I don't dispute that possibility (laughs) of taking place, but I don't remember that happening. I do think that because you lead our family in like the baseball, in baseball, you are like the family leader, the family manager when it comes to baseball, that I do think that it um, makes me feel like I have to like prove something to the other parents because I feel like I'm not there as much as you are, which is true. I'm, I'm not like I'm sure, often home with Beckett or we're like true. balancing something else. But nobody's like needing you to prove anything. There are none of the other parents are like, oh. well, let's see what Vandeman's bringing to the table. Like, nobody's, nobody's, nobody cares. That is so true. But I'm worrying that they do care. Yeah. But nobody does. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very refreshing perspective. You're right. You're right. That's true. Because we are lucky with our parent communities on both teams. Yeah. We're just, like, great people. Yeah. That is true, actually. Like, I've heard stories from other teams about the hyper-competitiveness and the, and the, yeah. the gossiping Coaches. and all. Yeah, it gets really nasty on teams. And we, so far... Yeah. I've had really good experiences. Yeah, that is not something that we're going to be able to even cover in this episode because we don't we don't have lived experience with negativity. No, that would, that would be much tougher if these if our kids were going somewhere where there was, you know, that level of intensity was was negative and it was yeah. affecting them. That would be that would be tougher. Yeah, like if you love the game and you want to play, you have to be exposed to something toxic. That would be yeah. That would be a really tough pill pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But we know that, like, a lot of families do experience that. And we've seen that, certainly, on some of the rep teams. Absolutely. You can, like, feel it radiating off the field. Yeah. So if we wanted to pivot and wrap up a little bit, what would be your tips for parents? Advice for parents who, you know, you've got one, like, sports enthusiast and one person who is sports resistant. I think the other day I said to you, is like, I'm not a baseball mom. And you said, it's too late. (laughs) Yeah, it's done. It's too late. Yeah, because I think what I did was the I just followed the boys' lead. And I was like, we're just yeah. going to keep signing up. We're just going to keep going. Yeah. was We never had, there's not been a master plan, like, here's what we're going to do. We just keep, here's the opportunity. The boys are good enough. Let's go try out. Yeah. Awesome. They made the team and let's keep moving forward. That's That's kind of been it. It's not, there's no master plan. It just keeps, it just keeps adding on to itself as we keep, as the kids keep getting older. So I guess your tips to parents are to, like, let things evolve organically. Yeah. And follow through on the opportunities. 100%. I mean, listen, I think for you, if I, like, laid out for you, yeah. here's the insanity. You would have been like, no, we're not doing this. I might so have been able to talk you out of it. Maybe you would have. So part of my advice is you just do it, <laughs> and then you figure it out after. That is not your MO with other things. Okay. If I'm like, hey, Nick, we should build this thing. Let's just, like, figure it out as we go. Yeah, no, 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 no. we got to plan that out. It's... Hey, I think this is going to be good. I've done no research. Should we proceed? No, no. I... <laughs> Give me, like, six months of research time. And but maybe you've actually lived a lifetime of baseball research to not need. Part of that is true. I just know that this is where the boys want the challenge. Yeah, yeah. So how much of it for parents is also about following your own interests? A little bit, not at all, well, for a me, lot of it. For me, it's greatly. Like if they were really in, like, they're not playing soccer. They're not playing hockey. Right. I, you know, like those are sports that I didn't grow up playing. Yeah. 
Um, so, you know, I don't know, like, like the baseball thing, because I love baseball, that was where I was inclined to sign them up for. Yeah. But yeah, that's a big part of it because it's, I'm passionate about baseball. Yeah. For sure. For, for you, sure. it's different because, you know, I was the one, yeah, I've led the way on signing up for baseball and you've kind of been dragged along for the ride. Yeah. I mean, maybe dragged along is how it felt initially. But I would agree with you is that, like, I feel as enthusiastic as you do about giving them the opportunities to do what they love to do. There's by no means where I'm like, this is a lot and we should stop. I've never said that. Correct. I've never said this is a lot and I'm I'm out. But it's different. You're right. Like, in the sense that, let's say they were really into dance or yeah. art or yeah. other things like that, then I think we both would have pursued those opportunities too to get them involved with other things if that's what they were the most passionate about yeah we, we still i think we still would have followed their lead but it would have been different because but i think you make an interesting point as i think for parents is like you're probably going to start where your comfort zone is when it comes to getting your kids involved in these things so for me like i have pretty regularly signed the kids up for swimming um off and on the older boys less so now that they're in baseball but we've had Beckett through a number of sessions and I would keep up with swimming because I swam as a kid. And so like, that's not like a far leap for me to like get the kids into swimming lessons. Now, are they swimming competitively? No, they're doing like, you know, the half an hour learn to swim program at the local community center. But the initial instinct is because I'm like, well, I swam and I took swimming lessons as a kid. So that's what I'm going to do with my kids. Yeah, you're way more motivated, which is great yeah, to sign I think them up for that than I am for sure. Even though swimming is a life skill. Sure. Um compared to baseball. But yeah, you're <laughs> well, let's be honest here. Um but but I think yeah, you're because again it is something you're more interested in that you're you're you you take the lead on that. Right. So what about for parents who have their kid come to them and say, Well, maybe this is like where I need to share my own experiences, like where you have this kid, they're passionate about something and you're like, I wouldn't know the first thing. I wouldn't know the first thing about getting you into saxophone lessons. Advice for that? Yeah. Google. I mean, <laughs> honestly, you're going to look up like saxophone yeah. lessons yeah. near me and you're going to start to find, you're going to start <laughs> find reviews. You're going to start asking around at people. Like, like you, that's the great you're gonna thing. You're going to buy a kid's saxophone on Kijiji? Yeah. Or Facebook marketplace. I don't know. Okay. If um, <laughs> Not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. But I think, I think like, that's the great thing about these things is that you don't have to know anything. Like, the fact that, you know, we're talking about baseball and I'm passionate about baseball, that, like, adds to it for me and I think for them. But it doesn't matter. They were wanting to But you're to get... not just pa- – sorry to interrupt. But you're not just passionate about baseball. You know more about baseball than anybody I know in my life, including William's coaches. Okay. You are extremely knowledgeable about baseball. Okay. And I think that we're not just talking about following your passions. We're talking about something that you know a ton about. Sure. So to say, if you don't know anything about it, just learn and figure. No, I'm not saying you need to learn. I'm saying you find the people, you sign them up, you find the opportunities. Yeah. And let, because there are people out there that are willing to teach your kid about anything. Like they're just, it's business, right? There are businesses everywhere for whatever you want your kids to do. Yeah. It's, but it is, it's time and it's money. Like those mm. are, those are in high demand. Yeah. But like what parent has a lot of time and money? Right. No, it's true. You said something really, really interesting. I wonder if you'll share it here, which is with William in particular, 
it does not seem like his interest in baseball will go anywhere. I think he will have a lifelong passion for baseball the same way that you do, except he's playing it. And as I said before, like, sometimes his intensity takes me off guard because he's only 10 and a half, but I feel like he really treats it like like he's a student of the game. And you had said something, I can't remember who you said it to, but was that basically his dream is to be in the MLB. Sure. And for us as parents, do you want to, like, share your philosophy on that? Well, to me, it's just that I don't want it for us to be any to be the reason that any door was closed. Like, I see it as our job to just open any possible door we can for wherever that takes him. Like, you know, maybe he hits puberty and he's like, I'm done. Like, I don't know. Maybe he gets to a point where his skills are they're going to naturally say he's done. That eventually is going to happen at some way or another. But I'm not going to be the one, we're not going to be the ones that are going to say, no, you can't do this or put up a roadblock. We're going to keep finding the doors and then we just see what happens. I really like how you put that is that like, as far as he goes, it won't end because of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I also feel like that's like a daunting prospect as a parent because your kids are kind of like your kids forever. Yeah, they're your kids forever. But eventually they will grow up and there there's there comes a point where, you know, you're going to stop opening doors for them. You've kind of opened all the doors you can. Right. And they got to They got to find the doors from there on out. Mm. So that's kind of how I see it. Like we have limited time to kind of find those doors and open them. And then eventually you, you hopefully you've done enough that wherever it takes them, the skills that, for example, they've learned at baseball will take them, give them success, whatever they decide to do in their life. Yeah, I love that. What is your final piece of advice for parents like me who are like, I don't know sports. I don't know anything about it. It seems like a lot. It seems intimidating to me. The parents who are like me saying like, it's too much. What's the, what's the advice you have or what advice do you have for me? I think you just, you, you just go with it. You, you sign them up for whatever house league you can, for example, and you just start small. You just have fun with it. That's the whole point of sports is to have fun. It doesn't have to be highly competitive you just want to find a place where your kid is enjoying it whether it's sports or whatever other extracurricular Mm -hmm. they happen to be doing start start small start slow you don't have to be the expert there are other coaches and things that will just take them along for the ride Mm -hmm. enjoy that i think enjoy the community enjoy getting to know some of the other parents that are that are there like it is a social time for you as a parent at least it can be as well as as well as for your kid you know i think that's that's probably the best piece of advice. Get out of your own way. Yeah. Well, I'm guilty of that in other areas. <laughs> he makes no comment. None. I got, well, I got in trouble for the attention comment. Well, I mean, I on. think even you realized the depths of that. Well, we came back around to it and realized maybe, you know, your words, there was some truth. Oh, yeah, but it's not in the way where I'm, like, selfish and I need the attention to be no, on me. that's not what that means. He quickly okay, backtracks. I'm, I'm glad. Jeez. <laughs> and the attention comment comes after I beg you to come on the podcast and talk about sports with me. Yeah. At this god-awful hour. Well, you know, it's fun. Yeah. I am really curious to know what this all, where this all will lead in five years. Me too. Me too. And Beckett will be in five years. 
I think oh my gosh. he's going to be like hitchhiking through Australia <laughs> at that point <laughs> on his own at the age of nine. He's just decided to head out on his own. And it's like, you guys are suckers. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. He'll leave a note on the kitchen table <laughs> one night. We'll just wake up and he'll uh, help himself to our credit card. Uh, and we'll just kind of shrug our shoulders like, yeah, all right, figures. <laughs> We're pretty tired. <laughs> all right, we will wrap up from here. Uh, so we've talked a little bit about our different differing perspectives and how we kind of went through the journey of uh, especially one very, very busy summer with two kids in rep baseball in particular. We talked about the differences between growing up uh, with sports in your life as a kid, not growing up with sports in your life as a kid. And about, you know, keeping an open mind. And when it feels like it's all too much, the best thing to do is remember it's not about you. And nobody's thinking about you. And you don't have to have all the answers. You just have to get your kids to the dang ballpark. Give me a big ask and it's all right. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Does this mean I'm on the sixes now? Is that what this... <laughs> No. Oh, okay. You're every 26 episodes you can come back. Wow. <laughs> wow. It was like what every 10 and now it's every It's really 26. hard to get you here. Cuz the sports. I mean, let's no. be honest here. <laughs> we could do an episode in the car when we drive to the cottage or when we drive to the baseball game. That's where I can get you in one spot. True. Put some screens in front of our kids and get you recording. Okay. Take it on the road. But to be fair, I have I have made 26 episodes in that time, so I couldn't do that without your support. You know that, right? You're welcome. I couldn't have a podcast without you. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know what to say. That's, yeah, yeah that's no, great. I'm thanking yeah, you. Yeah, I'm happy. It's great. Thank I think you. it's great. It's great. And thank you for coming on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. Now he's uncomfortable. Totally uncomfortable. So I got you back for the attention comment. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being on the show, Nick. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Medium Lady Talks, created and produced by me, Erin Vandeman. If you want more of the general vibe, gratitude, and encouragement from this episode, please come and find me on Instagram at medium.lady. And since you've made it to the end, I'd love to get to know you even better. Screenshot this episode so you can share it on Instagram and be sure to tag me so that we can chat. Thanks for listening. Remember, you're doing such a good job. Your place in this world can only be filled by you. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.